you're not tied to any driver. So there's none of this conflict of, oh, I really hope this works. It's the driver better work or it's out of my bag. And we are back for another part train. I am Evan Singer. We've got Mr. Matt Cermak here. Matt, you are fired up right now. I mean, look, it's always good to be back. But when you have great conversations like we just did, I mean, light bulbs are on. You know, he just said, guys, the light bulb is on. Antennas are going up, as you would say. Uh, welcome aboard, guys. In case you're new, uh, our mission on the part train is to help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again on and off the course. And we believe that if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. And we feature interviews from PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs like Tyler Mikowski today of Dollar Driver Club, mental coaches, and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and give you the tools to enjoy the ride. Uh, before we get to this episode with CEO and founder of Dollar Driver Club, maybe we should have a quick word from our friends over at Dollar Driver Club. Oh, uh guys we should this is like inception uh a quick uh ad read from the company that you're about to listen to is that fun so guys obviously this entire episode will get you excited about dollar driver club matt and i have now been through it and you know what it just makes so much sense Uh, i think the big takeaway for me and we talk about it a bit in the middle of the show first of all hitting into a screen in a fit, even if you're getting fitted, is not hitting it on the course with water right, right? Oh, even yeah. the range is not hitting it on the course water right. And to your point, Matt, unless you're at a country club where the pro lets you take out different drivers and play with them, you usually don't have the opportunity to really test out equipment before you put it in the bag. And that's what the pros do, right? They don't just put something in the bag. Yep. Um, and Dollar Driver Club lets you have up to three new drivers a year. You pay a dollar a day up 30 bucks a month or 365 bucks a year. And you can get up to three new drivers a year. And if you don't like the driver, there's this freedom that, okay, well, I'll just get another one or I'll swap the shaft. No charge. I just pay for shipping. And if you love the driver and you want to keep it, you just pay the difference at the end of the year, just like a lease at the end of your lease. If you want to keep the car, you buy the car. So you're never paying more than retail costs anyways. And you have the freedom to change out and find a driver that you love or get a new driver every year if you want to stay up with the technology. So I am a believer. Now I have the Sim 2 Max. I've never been a guy that's had a new driver every year. And it's like, it feels awesome. Like it feels cool that you're going to get the new thing no matter what. Yeah, the access to the best driver models and technology is now changed. And it's become easier and it's become more efficient. It's going to make you a better player. Uh, I'm an a- absolute believer in this concept, and I think this is where golf is going. And, and Ev, everybody thinks they're a tailor-made guy, but you might be actually a Srixon guy or a Cobra guy, yeah. but you you don't think to get it. But remember, Dollar Driver Club, you have access to try all brands and all great, they're all great drivers. And spoiler alert: uh, Tyler does reveal at the end that they might be getting into other mm. equipment that this you might want to have new equipment or have the freedom to change out so stay to the end to listen to that um but this interview was great tyler uh was also a founding member of tom's his brother's blake mikowski who started tom's shoes so we talk about some stories there and some learnings i think this episode's a great 
episode about business, about giving back, about growing the game, and also disrupting an industry that is pretty traditional in a lot of ways. And for all you guys listening, I mean, you want the best stuff. You want to shoot lower scores. It's always been hard. It just got easier. Yeah. Go to dollardriverclub.com um, and uh, feel the freedom that I felt. I mean, all right, guys. Well, thanks as always. Uh, give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify so you never miss out on these conversations. We do them every week. And uh, if you're not following us at The Par Train on Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere, give us a follow. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we'll do giveaways. We did a giveaway at Dollar Driver Club. Huge you might give yourself a free membership for a year. So definitely follow us because we're always doing fun stuff and we love talking with you and getting to know you. So we love tweet at us. Tell us what you think of Evan's game, specifically his driver swing. Uh, we getting love better. We love those. We love that coming in. So no, this is great. We're rolling. All right. Stay well, guys. And what do they got to do no matter how they're hitting it? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Very excited to start you off with this fun question. Um, I think I know the answer, but I really wanted you to dig in on this. Are you a car buyer or leaser? <laughs> I've actually, you know, I've done both before in my life. Um, um, at the moment, I think that um, I, I own my car, but uh, I, in, in past times, I've leased for sure because I've seen the benefit of it. So... I, I love getting into this debate because people are so passionate about this. My parents, I come from, and a lot of people, you know, do whatever their family did, right? Where my parents will literally run a car into the ground. You don't want to know how old my dad's Volvo was until we finally dragged him to a dealership to get a new Jeez. one. Um, so my parents have always bought, I've always bought. My brother recently started leasing. So I'd love for you, you've done both. Let's just have a fun little debate of when you think it's good to lease a car versus buy. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, when it comes to leasing, it really comes down to what you are looking for. If you are always looking for the latest and greatest and the newest, if you're the person who gets upset because every three years, the new navigation screen in your car gets bigger and bigger and you had you know purchased something before and you always want that new up-to-date thing, then leasing just makes a hundred percent sense. If you're the type of person that, you know, want to buy something and run it into the ground, which I think that there's scenarios for both. I think there's an argument for both, but like in today's society with the Teslas and everything that are coming out, the technology that's moving forward with cars right now, it'd be, you, you would be really hard pressed to want to go spend a really large sum of money on an investment that what you would consider an investment into a car with technically speaking who knows what technology is really coming down the road sure. whereas if you were to be leasing something right now and who knows elon comes out with with floating cars and you <laughs> and then all of a sudden your car is obsolete you'd be really hard pressed to say that it, it was a good investment decision yeah. so that's really kind of where i'm at with it is we're at a we're at a point i think in society where we're seeing technological advances come down the pipes so quickly now that it's really hard to put your hard-earned dollars 100% into something when now there's so many business models that are out there that allow you to have a partial ownership or if you want to use the kind of the leasing analogy, allow you to have something at a much lower entry-level cost and really have no ownership in it, but 
you know, and a lot of the market research is going on right now with with younger people, millennials in, in particular, is um, ownership and stuff is actually seen as a negative sometimes. When you own something, it, you're tied to it, um, you know, in the previous um, statement. Like, it, it, and that argument, it's when you're tied to something and you see it devalued, it, it becomes not as um, lucrative. And I really think that's kind of the argument that's to be made right now with um, a lot of industries that's going on is why, why own something when you could just have the newest every single year? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, and we're not going to spend the whole time talking about cars, but <laughs> I, find that, <laughs> I find this really interesting because uh, I haven't fully understood, like from an investment standpoint, it's never made sense because as soon as you drive it off the lot, it goes down in value. So it's really the worst investment. Um, and then from a lifestyle standpoint, you know, Matt and I are in our early thirties and in five years we could have kids. Right. And so our, our lifestyle of tying something, it, it could change drastically. And then I think the safety stuff is, is interesting too, but it's funny. I've always been in very intrigued by this debate because people are so passionate on both sides. All right, Tyler, I think from the beginning of time in the game of golf, we have always heard that the putter is the most important club in the bag. Can you talk about this with us? Can you maybe debunk this for us? You know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I, I have to agree to some sense is the essence of golf is getting the ball in the hole. Hearing right. the ball hit the bottom of the cup is really why we are all out there. But I can tell you that it makes a hell of the game a hell of a lot easier when you're playing it from the middle of the fairway. <laughs> right? So you know the putter is it, the putter is very important, but it's 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 it, it's it's your tee game that really gets you gets you into a good position, whether it be you know par fives, par fours, or even you know par threes, obviously. But um, it's uh, I, I think that I think that's the glory of the game of golf is there's it's 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 hard to say that there's one part of the game that is more important than the other because you know at the end of the day all shots are equal on the scorecard. Right and. To your, your your point about you know obviously the driver that's why we're what, what we're talking about even 15 or 20 more yards off the tee in the rough right is now an advantage to some and to many have proved it right so I think that's huge right absolutely so, um, but I mean we all we've been playing golf a long time what do you think is the most exciting club or set of club what is the most exciting club to get for the new golfer? Is it the irons? Is it the driver? Is it the putter? Or maybe that's a wall. You know, I, I, I think it's the driver. I think that when everybody gets the new driver in their hands and they go to the driving range and start, you know, it's, it's the fun thing is, is when you get a new driver in the mail and you go to the range and you warm up, you always start with a wedge and then a seven iron to work yep. your way up. But it's so hard when you have a new driver not to just start hitting balls with the driver. I mean, it's <laughs> so it's true. really what everybody comes down to when it comes to, especially when it comes to, you know, the driving range, it's, you can, you can hit seven irons all day, but the, the, the thing that really gets everybody going is hitting the driver. And, and I, I think that there's nothing more fun than, especially if you haven't hit a new driver in a while, if you've been playing something that say, you know, maybe it's only six, seven years old. Um, the people that I've seen hit one of the new drivers from this year or last year compared to their stuff that they had six, seven years. It's like they just they, they find a whole new um, 
like a whole new gear of wanting to go back out and practice of wanting to go to the driving range to wanting to hit balls. And it's been really fun to see that uh, when you get a new driver in people's hands, it's a little bit easier to hit or that works for them or, you know, with, with, with dollar driver club is if it doesn't work for you, you obviously can switch out to something that will. And so it's really exciting getting the feedback from our customers and members of, how exciting they are about the game of golf now um, that they are, you know, having a long game again. Yeah, it is true. Like there, there is this buzz, right? It's like this new weapon. Like just yesterday I was at the range. I was telling you off air, I was hitting it and I've noticed, you know, I had an M2 and now, you know, thanks to you um, and dollar driver club, I have a SIM two max and, you know, guy next to me is like, Hey, what do you think about that? Uh, SIM two? you liking it and i'm like yeah i'm loving it and we just like geek out on it and i've noticed that i tend to hit it off the toe uh and those i think that's a huge difference with these new drivers is it pretty much goes like a center hit it might not go as far um but it's playable right versus a little snappy uh hook so i totally hear you on that with the new technology too, the thing that they've really done well is um, off center hits. They've really made the spin numbers come down where with that toe hit you used to hit, um, it would be a little spinny and maybe hook mm -hmm. quite a bit left or a heel hit would be a little spinny and be weak off to the right. Whereas now you still kind of get a little bit of a draw or a little bit of a slice off of it, but the spin numbers just aren't necessarily as high. So you're still able to carry the ball you know, even off center hits are still going probably 10 to 15% farther than they used to go on, on your M2. Yep. So Tyler, I want people to get to know you a little bit. Um, I want people to get to know your, your story as a golfer first. Um, tell us about your game, where it's at today. We always love hearing about this. It's a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. So I started playing golf, um, at a very early age. My dad was, um, uh, he played a lot of golf at all family vacations we always took and we we're kind of around golf. And so I started playing when I was probably seven or eight kind of more seriously and then um, played a junior high, high school golf. And then when I got into college, it was one of the, I went to TCU in Fort Worth and uh, the golf coach at the time um, had a very strict policy of either being able to play golf or being in a fraternity. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at the time getting into college, I, I decided that I wanted to uh, get into a fraternity. And, and so I went that route rather than playing golf. Um, I don't necessarily regret that, but because uh, it was it, I think it was the right decision at the time. But um, after I got out of school, um, I actually moved out to California, lived out in California for a long time and was working for a startup company in California and um, started on in my off time kind of I had a you know my old set of blades that I used to play in high school and uh would go out to Pinmar golf course a lot oh, yeah. and play nine holes after work out at Pinmar and um or you know once I, I I moved over kind of into the marina area and mm -hmm. would go over to the driving range that's right there and hit under the lights a lot of times and uh so kind of started finding my love again for the game of golf and then um I actually had uh fast forward maybe five years and I had my first kid and uh, decided that it was time to leave California and, and move back to Texas. And uh, whenever I moved back to Texas, uh, I was able to move into a golf community uh, or a, 
a neighborhood that had a golf course and started playing quite a bit of uh, golf. And um, really, that's when it, I kind of had the the epiphany of, of Dollar Driver Club was um, really getting back into the game of golf and wanting to have the newest stuff and realizing how expensive everything had become um, since the last time I had really purchased clubs. And um, I, I'm the type of person that always likes to have the, the latest and greatest and newest stuff. So, you know, I was, I think when I moved back to Texas, I was probably maybe like around a, a nine handicap. Um, and I've worked it down now. I'm, I'm you know, depending on what <laughs> any given month, I don't get to play golf as much as I used to anymore. <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of the, the paradox of the golf industry is you end up getting into the golf business because you love golf so much that you end up starting a company and it takes up all your time that you're no longer getting to play golf. <laughs> so that, that's, that's kind of the double-edged sword for me. Um, my handicap right now, I think is a, a five index and um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, 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 I can still get out and, 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 and play around, but uh, I just don't get the time to really go out and practice anymore at all. So it's, yeah. it really comes down to, um, you know, the putting <laughs> right yeah you know tyler when i think about you know dollar driver club it, it's a it's an avenue to really grow the game right it's to like you, you talked about how it, golf is an expensive sport equipment is expensive and you know we're in a with this pandemic which has been so unfortunate but golf has thrived you know in this pandemic you know just new it's been one of the only things you could do right that was safe and more people have joined the game than ever. It's like the tiger boom in 97. So with all that said, we, you know, we, you know, we want to get more kids involved And how was, you know, having kids you're, you know, that are getting involved with the game, you know, what's that been like for you? You know, we, we know your son, the red, your son loves the game. Talk about that because, you know, companies like your are companies like yours are the future, right? And we want to keep these kids engaged in golf and, you know, make it more universal. Preston's got a good swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Preston, he's, he's, uh, Preston's my six year old and he actually just is in love with the game of golf. Every time that I ever get to go out and play, he comes with me and it's like he and I's thing that, um, I think that that'll be our bond for, you know, till the end of my life. And uh, I look forward to that. That's that's how it is with my dad also is, you know, my dad's uh, in the 70s now and we still get out and play all the time. I mean, he's we're still out going and playing 36 on occasions. So it's um, it's a lot of fun to be able to have that and, and get to see uh, my kids starting to have a love for the game as well. So it's been great. But, you know, as far as Dollar Driver Club and the kids go, it's um, we've we've heard from a lot of parents that have their kids are in junior golf. And one of the things that was hard for the parents was, for instance, if a kid would show up and, and he had kind of old outdated equipment, he was kind of looked down upon as, you know, like it was a lot of pressure for parents to always have their kids in the, in the newest stuff. And it was costing the parents a lot of money. So with Dollar Driver Club, being able to uh, be a member of Dollar Driver Club, it, allows them to always have the newest stuff at, at, at a fraction of the retail price. And so for somebody like that, who doesn't necessarily care about the ownership of something, just wants to always have it, it really works out for them. Um, 
in the long run, they end up saving a lot of money if, if that's what they're already having to do. Yeah, Tyler, it's, it's crazy to think about because I grew up playing um, competitively and I have three brothers who also were playing competitively as, as kids. So my mom and dad, if they knew, they had a driver club, dollar driver club option, you know, at that time, it would save them a lot of money. Because you're right, even 20 years ago, there is there was such a competition for new clubs. So it's really interesting to hear you talk about that. Obviously, you had a need, right? You wanted the latest and greatest. You maybe didn't want to drop 600 bucks every time. I'm sure that was part of the, okay, well, if I need it, I'm sure a lot of other people do too. Um, you spoke to the parents part of it. Was there a data point or a trend or a moment or something where you said, okay, it's, I got to do this, right? This could work. Um, I know you've spoken to, you did a lot of research. You didn't really see anything out there. Um, but, you know, I come from tech space. Um, I'm an entrepreneur as well. And I came from Uber previously. And I know that a lot of times you got to test things to start to understand if it's going to work. I'm just curious, what was the uh, point where you said this could work? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I had been, you know, kind of marinating on the idea for a year or two and really trying to, you know, do my due diligence and try to see if there was any competition in the space. And if there was, you know, why aren't they around anymore? And, there, you know, from all the research that I did, um, there just wasn't really anybody in the space. So, um, you know, I took some money and, and, and built out a website and I, I fully believed in the concept and uh, just was, you know, it didn't, it didn't cost me a whole bunch to, to, to buy my initial inventory. I started the website, um, started with some Instagram ads um, that basically, actually, I mean, I, start, I started an Instagram account and started posting memes that were kind of centered around the driver and, you know, golf mm -hmm. costing too much or one thing or another. And, um, you know, we, I think that I got my first sale in July of 2016 after the website had been live for about four days and me pushing some ads through Instagram. And then over the course of a month, it was, you know, all of a sudden we had a, a hundred members. And, um, and then after the next month, it was all of a sudden we had 300 members. And um, so I depleted the inventory that I had purchased in a, you know, really, really quickly. And I mean, to be honest, uh, like the first inventory that I purchased that I, I just went and, and bought it at retail and, <laughs> and um, that I was able to get markdowns kind of on, you know, last season, it was kind of right. I started it in July. So it was, I had some markdown product that I was able to work with. And um, I, as soon as I had got rid of about 50 drivers, I, I had to, figure out a way to um, to start working with the manufacturers. So I, I started contacting the, the manufacturers and building up those relationships. And it took me about three or four months to really get up and everything going on like a full capacity. Um, but it was really, it was those first probably 50 members that signed up in a matter of a week or two that um, was like, okay, I, this, this could actually work as far as a business is concerned. And um, really just kind of started hitting the pavement running um, in a sense of, you know, like they say about an entrepreneur of, you know, you jump off a cliff and you figure out how to build the plane on the way down. 
and that's really kind of the way that I, I just took a leap of faith in the, um, in my idea and just, it's been one step after the other, you know, it's, it's been going on now for, for four years and it's, um, it's just, we grow every single year and, you know, we, we're still trying to fine tune everything that we're doing so we can offer the best uh, service to our members. And we're trying to really figure out what that is, um, from feedback that we've been getting. And, uh, every year I feel like that the service has been better and better. Um, the whole company is really focused around customer service. Um, so that's really been the, the key aspect of it is, as soon as we had, you know, some members, I was running customer service and doing live chat and, and answering the phone all myself. And then I got an amazing intern uh, from, we're, we're based in Austin, Texas. So I got an intern from UT who helped me. Um, I had a, when we first got started, I was uh, shipping everything out of, um, out of a storage facility, out of like a mini warehouse type place. And uh, my intern, every day after school, he would come and meet me out there. And I had like a little battery pack and a, and a printer that I could operate off my phone. And we would print labels and ship out drivers um, every day. And then, um, you know, after we had, after about a summer of doing that, I got some office space and, and, and hired on a few employees and really started building out the company as, in the sense of just not doing it all myself anymore. Yeah, and now it's um, it's a it's a it's a great team of guys that I have that all have golf backgrounds, um, come from the golf industry in one sense or another, but are also uh, young or just now getting out of college, and so it's it's a it's a fun thing that we're doing. It's, a, it's the atmosphere and the uh, camaraderie that we have as a team. It's 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 a lot of fun. For sure, and Tyler, for those listening right now who aren't familiar with the service, explain what it is. And how in and, and, and how the kind of logistics work? Yeah, for sure. So Dollar Driver Club's an annual membership. You pay three hundred and sixty-five dollars for a membership, and with that membership, you have access to play three drivers over the course of your twelve-month membership. And as what that entails is, you go online, you pick out a driver, and you check out for the three sixty-five. You pick the first driver you want to play. Say it's the Sim Two Max, uh, and you pick the shaft, and it gets shipped to you and delivered within three to five business days um, anywhere in the country you get that driver and you play it and say you know for some reason you just don't like the way that it sets up maybe it sets up a little too open or a little too closed or it just doesn't suit your eye right that you don't like it well you just go back online into your account and you you set up an upgrade request and all that does is we send you a prepaid shipping label you slap the driver on the box and then we send you the other brand new driver that you've selected say it's the new Callaway and um, you get that and you love it so say that you love that driver you're on your second driver and you just have decided that this is the driver for you that you absolutely love this driver at the end of the year you say that um, you no longer want to continue membership but you want to keep the driver all you have to do is pay off the remaining balance which would be just the remainder of the retail price so in the case of say a five hundred dollar driver, you've paid three sixty five. You just pay the remaining of that, and then you own the driver. So you never pay more than full retail price. If you're the type of person that likes to get a new driver every year, say you already know you just want to play the new TaylorMade every year, you're going to pay three sixty five. You're not going to have to flip drivers on eBay or go on to Golf WRX and try to hawk your driver there. 
every year you're getting the brand new driver of your choice in plastic on launch date without having any of the other hassles. And you get great customer service from us. If anything ever happens, we take care of you. Yeah, Tyler, you know, I'm just thinking as you're talking and you really, really, and you know this, you've really found this gap in, in in the club testing experience because one way to do it is go to, you know, a very high end club fitting experience, right? That costs tons and tons of money. And you're usually hitting those golf balls indoors, right? And then the other experience is show up at a public course on demo day, right? Where you get tons of brands there and you get to try the brands, but you only get to try them on the range, right? Unless you're a member at a country club where the pro shop and the pro will let you take it to the course, you don't really get to experience what that driver is. And what you're saying is, okay, you sign up, you got the TSI Titleist, take it out to the course, you play a couple rounds, I don't love it. Right. Let me try the app, the Callaway Epic, right? And do that. And I think that is so, so useful and powerful, especially for our listeners, like, you know, in the true advantage of your product. So just uh, I'd share that with you. Yeah, no, I you, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. And the other thing that I, I didn't mention that we offer is to members, we offer unlimited shaft swaps. So we we carry all the shafts that the manufacturer Great. offers. So if, for instance, if you get the sim and you really like the sim, you like the feel of it, you like the sound, but for some reason you're just getting a little bit too much spin, that's usually a shaft issue. And we have the whole gambit of shafts that TaylorMade offers at no upcharge, and we are happy to swap those shafts out at any time. And we just ask that the member pays, covers the shipping costs on that, but but there's no upcharge for that. That's just something that comes with membership as well. So. You know, that, that, that's one of those things that's often, you know, if, if you call in and you're, you don't have the ability to go fit or to even go try some of these drivers, our guys are very knowledgeable when you call in. You can kind of explain to them what you're looking for, and they can really put you in the right product to at least get a good baseline to try. And that's the good thing. is It's one of those things that when you, when you join, you're not tied to any driver. So there's none of this conflict of, oh, I really hope this works. It's the driver better work or it's out of my bag. No, right. you're, you're totally right. And, and, and in this day and age, I think the shaft point is so important because, you know, in this age of speed and hitting it farther, you know, a lot of guys are going lighter in their shafts, right? And you've got to experiment with that. So I think that's, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for sure, I, I, I think the shaft's a huge proponent. Um, it really comes down to the individual. You know, some people really see the benefit of it. Some people just want, uh, you know, we, we have people that request a, a blue shaft or a red shaft a lot. Sure. So, so we, we realize that there's, there's, different, there's different aspects of shafts that some people find it important. Yeah. So Tyler, I'm curious. I, for context, I worked with TaylorMade for years. Um, and I know from experience that the manufacturer game is a very traditional thing right they've got they're all on the same cycle usually it's it's weird how suddenly the person the technology that was at TaylorMade is now very similar in Callaway and uh I was curious when you were first contacting the manufacturers what was the reaction was that a challenge was that tough to overcome and like was it a threat to them or did they see it actually as a good thing because it was like a new form you're basically like a another retailer for them 
right? Were they, yeah. so how did that work? Was that a hump to a big hump to get over? Um, absolutely. Uh, it actually wasn't a big hump at all. Um, they were very, um, very open to the idea. Um, in fact, some of the reps that I had talked to from certain um, companies had talked about how in their meetings, they had talked about similar stuff that they were wanting to do themselves. And, um, but they just weren't able to do it because it was so disruptive as I remember is what one of the reps had told me that it was just, they weren't in the game of disrupting their own game pretty much, yeah. but they knew that somebody eventually would come in and do it. And, and, you know, the one of the benefits of, of what dollar driver club does is, is we offer all the brands. Whereas if, 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 if some of the big manufacturers were to come in and, and offer some type of subscription service or whatever, then you're, you're beholden to that manufacturer. And, and I think that, you know, history has shown us that you get the best performance across multiple brands, sticking your entire golf game to one brand in particular. Not too many golfers are really doing that these days. Most people, you know, playing Titleist wedges and tailor-made irons and Titleist drivers. There's a, there's a mix-up in, in the bags these days of across pros and across the amateurs especially. You know, yeah. it's it's really comes down to performing stuff is gonna is gonna be in the game and in, in your bag. But as far as the manufacturers go, is you know they really like they really like Dollar Driver Club because we are a new retailer for them and we are a new sales channel for them. Um, they've never had um, you know anybody in the industry that's been doing this before, and so it's you know they're very. Um, interested in what we're doing i mean we, we talk to the reps on a regular basis we have great relationships with all of our manufacturers and um you know it's it's been a lot of fun working with them and you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of the manufacturers and all the great product that they're coming out with which you know when it comes to kind of talking about product cycle is that was one of the real the one of the major catalysts for dollar driver club being started was seeing how often so I, I had bought, I want to, I want to say that it was, uh, I think it was an R15, brand new mm -hmm. tailor-made R15 had gotten up on the tee box. And my, my friend, this is when I had moved back to Texas and some of the guys I played golf with were kind of busting my chops. Cause I had this old tailor-made driver that I had had in high school. I think it was like an like a R500 or something. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. But was a great they driver. were busting my chops. So I had got the <laughs> R15. It was a whitehead driver. I was super excited about it. And I remember getting on that first team being like, look, I finally got a new driver. And my buddy, who was like the gearhead at the time, who always knew what was in the know, was like, oh, dude, you didn't see the announcement today? They just announced the new TaylorMade. And I was like, what? And I was like, I just bought this full retail. And he's like, dude, look right here on Golf Now or, or Golf, uh, what was it? the big golf, golf smith he was like look at golf smith's already got this marked down i was like dude they marked it down 150 dollars the day after i bought it this is ridiculous and so that was really the thing that made me think like there's got to be a better way for people to get golf clubs and not feel like they're getting shafted by the manufacturers when they get released every year yeah. and so like that's kind of the great thing about dollar driver club is if you're a member it's not like, oh, no, TaylorMade just came out with a new driver. It's, oh, yes, TaylorMade came out with a new driver. I know I'm getting that as soon as it comes out. Right. Oh. Yeah. And the, yeah. And, and the other thing, Tyler, which I find this is such an advantage, too, is take Srixon, you know, who you guys carry. You know, they make a really good driver. 
Tour Edge, they make a really good driver. Well, Strixon and Tour Edge don't quite always get in the conversation, like the immediate conversation, like a Callaway, like a Titleist, like a TaylorMade. And to have access to a, you know, a brand uh, that might be the one for you, but it's not typically where your mind goes or where your, you know, where your, your the actions you take when you're in the, you know, the golf section of the sports store. So uh, I think that's it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've seen that quite a bit. Um, I remember the driver that we really saw it with was Cobra. The, when they came out with the F8 and the F8 Plus, that was really when we had kind of had amassed um, quite a few members by that point. And I can remember a lot of people that were trying like the um, M1 and M2. And the M1 and M2, it, it wasn't the most forgiving product. You Like I, I remember when I tried to play it myself, it was like, uh, this is, this is too much driver for me. Sure. And so I, I, I think I went to a Callaway, but um, a lot of people that year gravitated towards the F8. And I got so many positive reviews about the Cobra that the next year, all of those members that were playing the Cobra wanted to get into the new Cobra, which, which was the last year's speed driver, I think it was. And um, it was, another great driver so that's one of the products that i would say that i've been really surprised with that it doesn't have the traction amongst amateur golfers as to being the right. one that people gravitate towards to in the store but i can say that as far as performance goes it's one of those things that once people do try it they're very impressed and and, and it goes across the board right. and that's i think the thing that i have really learned the most um, so far with when it comes to fitting golfers with Dollar Driver Club is there's not a brand that works perfectly for you every single year even. That right. there's not a perfect driver on the market, but there is a perfect driver for you on the market. And so that's one of the things that I've learned is, you know, if I fit somebody this year in a Callaway, that's not to say that next year the Callaway they should just go immediately into that's what the great thing about the product about dollar driver club is, is, you know, they have the ability to always play what's right for them. Well, and, and Tyler, you're collecting so much fascinating data in from the golfers out there that are using your service because they feel like they kind of know you, they can get to you to tell you these things. And I think the manufacturers got to love that, you know, uh, what, you know, what you're picking up. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we, you know, like I said, we have great relationships with the manufacturers. So feedback's one of the things that they're always looking for from us. And um, we, you know, we carry all the products. We're completely unbiased when it comes to putting people in products. And so we're also unbiased when it comes to talking to our manufacturers and, and giving them sure. the feedback that's given to us. Um, we think that any feedback that we can give them is, is going to help them create a better product. Obviously, they're getting feedback from from all different sectors of the industry. Um, but it is very interesting because in the, in the standard golf retail experience, people go and buy a driver, they leave that golf store and they might come back when they need some more golf balls or one thing or another, but it's rare that you're ever getting any type of internal feedback about how they like that driver or if they don't, why they don't like it. So that's all the information that we do keep in our collecting amongst our um, members of that are that are willing to give it to us you know we have a great relationship with a lot of our members who give us feedback on the regular so it's 
it's something that I think is, um, is beneficial. And, and the feedback that we've gotten from the manufacturers is they think it is too. So, yeah. you know, we, we're going to continue uh, trying to, you know, as the more members that we get, the more data we collect and uh, just the, the more that database grows. So. Yeah. Tyler, just to give you context, the purpose of our show is to help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again on and off the course. And a lot of what we talk about is the mental game. Um, and, you know, now that Matt and I have been through the experience or Matt's about to, he's about to get his driver, um, with dollar driver club, I will say you spoke, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. There is a freedom to it that I think should not be overlooked. Um, because I actually have a good buddy who I normally play with here in LA and he got the SIM 2 Max. It was actually kind of funny. He bought the SIM 2 Max. He had the R15, and he was sick of constantly losing it right. And he just was like, that's it. I'm putting the money into a, a new driver. And a day later, I'm like, hey, I guess we're like SIM 2 guys because I got a SIM 2 Max coming too. <laughs> and I will tell you, Tyler, his first day at the range, just like you described, was not pretty. And the feeling you get, driving home after dropping $600 on a new toy that isn't working is a terrible feeling. And golf is a game of tension slash lack thereof, right? And the less tension you have in a swing, usually the better the outcome. And the, I didn't feel as much tension teeing off on the first hole with my new Sim 2 Max from Dollar Driver Club as I think I would have if I was my buddy, Chris. And, uh, you know, I think that's really powerful. I know you've spoken to it, but I really do believe that there is a mental aspect to it that could potentially free people up off the tee, which is, you know, you arguably probably the, the most tense people are on the golf course. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've actually heard some of the feedback that I've received is, sometimes people are like, you know, golf's a hard game as it is, you know, it's, it's tough enough when you get on the first tee in front of your buddies and you're trying to play. It's one of those things that when you go out and you, you make that $600 investment into a driver and everybody thinks, Oh, he's got the new driver and you go up and you still hit a bad tee shot on the, on the first tee. It's one of those things that all your buddies start ribbing you. Oh, see the $600 driver still not going <laughs> to, yeah, you know, the worst. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that is a real thing. And that it, it, the feedback that I received is that it was freeing in the sense of that if the driver didn't work, he knew that he was going to be able to get rid of it. He already had a comeback ready for his friends. If he didn't hit a good one, I don't own it. Like it was, it, it's yeah. kind of funny in the sense that you brought that up because it's, it, it's a real thing. It, it definitely frees you up in the sense that you're not having to, you, there's there's no negative thoughts in the back of your head about what the outcome could possibly be because at the end of the day if it doesn't work you can get rid of it at no right. <laughs> at no hassle yeah. and, right. go ahead. You know, i was go just gonna say tyler you know it's cliche but it's so true like we believe golf to be the greatest metaphor for life business there's just so many lessons that we try and use golf as a thread to discuss those things and you know, we've had former other CEOs and founders on the show. And as an entrepreneur myself, I'm always selfishly trying to get little nuggets for myself and, and listeners. So I, I just wanted to take a quick step back 
into your experience with Tom's. Um, I know you were a founding member. Uh, I know that Blake, who started Tom's, is your brother. And I've had actually had some friends that have worked there and been a fan from afar. And you guys kind of started now what is so normal of a give get you know idea of like warby parker and toms and all of these different things where i get something great for a great price and someone in need gets something i'm just curious what lesson maybe the most important lesson you learned from your experience at toms and maybe how that informed launching ddc yeah absolutely um I think the thing that I probably learned from Tom's the most, obviously, was being on the you know the ground floor of a startup. You learn a lot of different things um, from starting a business to building a business model to concepts to all different types of things. And I think the thing that Tom's really opened my eyes to the most was that things don't always have to be the way that they were or the way that they have been. To, to look at the world through a different lens and try to see how can you make it better. Um, that's one of the things that I really um, took away from that whole experience was you can do a lot of good in the world and still do good for yourself. But it, you know, you, it, the way that the business world was, I think, before Tom's really came around was kind of more of a selfish kind of mindset. Um, People have, I mean, corporations making billions of dollars, but yet they, they didn't have any type of charitable causes to them at all. Um, when Tom's came in and, and said that they were going to do something different and we started selling the shoe and just by being a consumer, you could do something positive for humanity was something so foreign to people that it was, um, you know, it, it changed the world in a sense that that now um, it's it's hard to go to a corporation's website and not see that what they're doing charitably, you know, front and center. It's where it's um, that's not the way that it used to be or even existed before. And it, it's funny because I find that you know in tech and in business, a lot of times people are doing things to impress their boss, and they're doing something to impress their boss. And it, it, it all comes down to, are you hitting your numbers? And I think, you know, it probably was, you probably heard from the early days of Tom's, I would assume that you're going to give away a pair for every pair you sell. How are you possibly going to have a profitable model like that? Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you would have focused just on the numbers, uh, you may not have done it. Right. And, and look where it's at today. So I think that's, you know, I, I, my makeup personally is I like to focus on people. I know that results come from fostering people, relationships, development. Uh, but no, it's, it's interesting to hear because that I'm sure Dollar Driver Club wouldn't be here today without that experience. So um, that's that's cool to hear. I mean, I took a, a ton away from that. I got to travel the world. And, you know, that was one of the things that I working with all the amazing employees that we had at Tom's, it was, we took trips around the world to actually give shoes to kids. And that was, that was the whole, you know, point of what we were doing. Um, when I first started with Tom's, I was in the sales side of things and was, uh, 
you know, directly correlated to putting shoes on kids. Every, every sale that I made was, was a, sh a shoe getting on a kid's foot. So it was one of those things that really at the very beginning, there was so much motivation to, to really do as much good as we could. Um, and it was great being able to, to take those trips. And that was like one of the things that all, all the employees, and I think it is still to this day is all the employees get to go on a shoe giving trip and get to experience firsthand like the work that they're putting in. Um, and there's no greater experience than going around the world and, and, and giving gifts to children. I mean, it's, you'll, you, you, you basically, <laughs> you show up and you're like Santa Claus. It's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's a great experience that everybody, and it's, it's such an eye opening experience too, to see how differently people around the world really live from us. And um, I'm really looking forward to being able to take my kids um, at an early age on these trips and get, get let them have the experience because I think it was something that I definitely could have benefited from had I done it at an earlier age. But it was there was no opportunities like that unless you're going to go like on a mission trip or something like that to really go and have those experiences where now it's like ecotourism or or philanthropic. Um, tourism is, is, is like a whole new sector of travel where you can travel around to villages and go, you know, dig a well and, and do all these different types of things now, but you also get to go have fun on your off time. So I think that there's been a lot of, a lot of positives that have come from Tom's um, obviously not just from the work that we were doing, but I think that we've seen it, it um, kind of click and drag into a lot of different industries that we wouldn't have seen it go into. And, and definitely without Tom's, I Dollar Driver Club wouldn't have started just because of, I, I, I definitely wouldn't, you know, it's be, going out on the limb and, and having that, that jump of faith is it takes a lot of balls, um, to be quite frank. And there's not, a, it's a risk that a lot of people aren't willing to take. Um, a lot of people have good ideas or something in the back of their head that they're wanting or thinking about that hasn't been done before. And it's just one of those things. The only reason it hasn't been done before is because nobody's done it. It's really that simple. Mm -hmm. And it's, if people just need to believe in themselves and take that leap of faith and, and, and take the journey. Um, I think that really all, all of my uh, beliefs, you know, just come from my parents. Uh, we have just super inspirational parents that are, have always, never told us that we couldn't do anything, anything that we ever said that we wanted to do. They were like, yeah, you're going to be able to do that. And um, I think that that really is, has gone a long way for us, um, me and my siblings being. And uh, so I think that, you know, as much as Tom's is to thank, I think it's also a lot in my, my parents as well. So. Sure. Well, Tyler, we've got maybe one or two questions and then we'll get you out of here. Speaking of experiences, you know, I, golf started giving you some really cool experiences too, playing different courses around the world. Um, any uh, golf travel experiences stick out for you with your family or with the business or a blend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one trip in particular, uh, my dad and brother and I went to Scotland and um, got to spend a week traveling around Scotland and playing, um, you know, all the famous courses around there. And that was actually, um, it was a morning of breakfast um, with my dad in Scotland. We were at um, Royal Doorknock, one of the oldest wow. golf courses in the world. And we were having breakfast before our round. 
and I was telling my dad about the concept for Dollar Driver Club. And he was like, that sounds like an amazing idea. As soon as you get home, you got to start doing that. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Wow. And so as soon as I got home from Scotland, that's really when I started, uh, started working on the concept. So that was one of those things that will always stick out to me. But all, all, my, all my good golf trips are with my dad and brother. We've, uh, we've got to travel around the world and play some amazing golf. Um, we've got to spend a weekend um, at, at uh, Pine Valley getting to play play there that was about uh probably six or seven years ago and um i, I would the highlight of my year every year is uh getting to go to the at&t pebble beach pro-am my oh, brother yeah. plays in that every year he started off playing as a guest for at&t um and then has has kind of rolled it into an ongoing sponsorship deal that he does so he, that he's playing in it still but it's been great. I've, I've gotten to be on the bag forum. I've gotten, you know, behind the rope access and years where Tiger's been there. It's, it's been a, just a phenomenal experience getting to go to Pebble Beach every year. That's amazing. So I love Scotland. I've got a little St. Andrews stuff behind me. Uh, I've played, I went on by myself for four days. I was driving on the other side of the road. It was... <laughs> driving on the other side of the road is was the most stressful thing I think I've ever done. But uh, it's also playing golf in Scotland might be my favorite thing. One of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm not going to let you off the hook just yet, Tyler, uh, for people that haven't been and people that are itching to travel again. Uh, what is maybe a mistake that a lot of people make the first time they go to Scotland or maybe something to keep in mind to make their trip as best as it can be? Ooh, that's, those are tough. I, I don't know. I think, I think one of the things that could easily make the trip better is one is having somebody that can drive you around yeah. <laughs> because driving on the wrong side of the road definitely is, is it's hard to do. Um, we had for part of the time we drove and then for part of the time we had a, like a shuttle or a, a guy mm -hmm. that drove us in a van to different courses when we were kind of in areas where courses were spread out. And it was always much more enjoyable because you can get a little, you can get a little nap in between rounds if you need to, or, you like know, that. basically you just have somebody that can get you around much easier. But, uh, you know, there's really, I don't think there's anything you can do wrong in Scotland when it comes to golf. It's just kind of go to Scotland and uh, just trust find, your cat. I mean, trust your caddy, I, I think maybe? that you go and you play your first, first course and you find a good caddy and then you just ask him exactly okay. what you should do from there yeah. on out. And that, and they'll just point you in the right direction. Those caddies, they'll, they'll, they know everything there is to know. What was your yeah. favorite course? My favorite course was Kings Barnes, oh, which yeah. is actually I one of the there. newer ones. Yeah. Um, it was phenomenal. I mean, it, I think it always helps your fa Your, your favorite courses are always the ones that you play the best at, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. so my round of golf <laughs> at, at King at Kings Barnes was really good. So I remember really liking that course and the layout. It starts off kind of up on a hill and you play your way down into the ocean it's very pebble beach yeah ish on kind of some of the holes and it's just beautiful and um you know we didn't get to play st andrews we stayed at the mm. st andrews at the at the hotel there but they actually were having their member guest tournament while i was there oh my god so, you know i didn't get the cut as a guest so we right. didn't get on there Got it. Um, well, now you can go back, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we said. It was just one more reason for us to uh, to have to go back. Um, 
Okay. And uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I, I would say that um, one of the best experiences we had was we, we stayed and played at, um, at Turnberry. Mm-hmm. And um, that golf course was just phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. And they also, right in front of the hotel, I don't know if you've stayed there or not, but they have a, a short course. So, you know, after rounds or before rounds, and it's like perfectly manicured grass. It's a really nice little par three course that they have. And my dad and brother and I, we just, we'd play golf at Turnberry, and then we'd go over the short course and play till the sun came down, and they would just bring us beers. Scottish bagpipers would follow us around. It was just like the most unreal experience, just having the sunset with just me and my dad. And it was just probably that was, I think, one of my favorites. Amazing. So before we tell people where to find you, um, uh, I got to ask one more question. I've been dying to know this ever since we started talking, Tyler. Uh, Have you ever thought about this for putters? Right. I know it's different price points, um, which I know makes it a little bit tougher, but there's got to be membership levels because putters, people change putters more than drivers. Right. Traditionally, at least. Traditionally. So I'm curious, selfishly, to know if something is coming for putters or other product lines. Yeah, absolutely. You and you, it's it's interesting that you say that because putters is the thing that we are going to be moving into next. Um, I would say this year in 2021, uh, we will announce the the putter uh, program. We don't have everything worked out yet, but that's what we're working on right now. And then I think that um, further down the line, you might see uh, a wedge program coming as well. Something where you pick, you know, if you're the type of golfer who's playing a lot of rounds of golf and you really want to be able to have fresh grooves, you know, twice a year, if you want a new set of wedges twice a year, we're going to be able to work out a program that's cost effective for those type of players as well. Do you see Surmax well, antennas go up yeah. when you said wedges? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, if you play a lot and you want to play good and you, and you want some action, you know, you got to got to keep those wedges, you know, up to date and clean and groove man i love it absolutely absolutely yeah and with and same thing with you know with putters it's it's got a lot of turn turn rate on the bag i mean people it's one of those things if the putter doesn't earn its spot in the bag it shouldn't be there same with the driver so it's that's going to be our next move is uh bringing putters on this year and we're going to be obviously we have all the manufacturers um we have in the scotty cameron and um and all the odyssey putters and ping and and you name it, we'll have it. So Love it. be uh, looking wow. for that coming down the line to, uh, to all existing members. Look at that timing. Just pops in my head. They're already working <laughs> on it. I love yeah, it. Well, perfectly timed. Big Tyler, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We're big fans. Um, and thank you for putting us through the experience. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, where can people find you if they want to learn more? Just dollardriverclub.com? Yep, dollardriverclub.com, um, Instagram, Dollar Driver Club, um, and we're on Facebook as well. You can uh, keep, stay up to date on any any one of those places. Awesome. Sign well, up, thanks guys. for joining, Tyler. We're going to be cheering you on uh, from the sidelines and definitely stay in touch. We'd love to maybe have you back and check in on things and, and dig deeper. That'd be great. Well, I look forward to it, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tyler. All right.